and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay and she's Sarah and we are marine biologists in recovery and today we're finally doing what I've been dreaming about my whole life, talking about a Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie. <laughs> we are talking about Yay. you, me, and the Christmas trees. <laughs> Christmas trees? Sure. Christmas trees? Yes. Oh boy. So Indeed. this one came out this year and it actually isn't too bad for ridiculousness. Yeah, I thought it was fairly charming if you aren't approaching it as a science movie. Yes. yes. You know, like it's it's Dan it's Danica McKellar in a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's not a it's not a revolutionary experience no. <laughs> or there's nothing super like distinct or yeah. special about this one compared to other ones, but it was, you know, an adequate um, story. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah. it was different than other ones that are just the same thing over again. Although she's in a small town, yeah. whatever, but you know, yeah, you can't have a Hallmark yeah. Christmas movie without a small town. I think that's the law. So I don't really know. Yeah. No, like the cast was good. She was good. The main guy was pretty good. Like they, yeah, yeah. They had some level of chemistry. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was, it was fine. It was like the thing. Like aside from the science, which we will one hundred percent get into, mm-hmm. the thing that always is ridiculous is like how many Christmas activities are in this I tiny know. town. It's always the case with all these movies. Like this town is so small, and it has like a Christmas market and a Christmas like giant central Christmas tree, and 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 and. Yeah. I'm like, but for whom? I know. Like, like, yeah, because it doesn't seem like it's super touristy town. Yeah, like they didn't bring that part yeah. up. They were just like, the tree lighting is super important and it's been a hundred years and blah, blah, blah. And like, for the yeah. 12 people who live in this town? Yeah. yeah like, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, and they all pretty go to funny. the activities and none of them go to work. So. Yeah, they all go to all the activities. And. And the activities don't interfere with their jobs. The guy who's runs a Christmas tree farm who can't sell his Christmas trees is totally fine that his Christmas trees have shut down and he has no other source of income for the entire year. Yeah. And it's not a concern of his. How does he make money for the other 11 and a half months of the year? And he's like, (laughs) she keeps trying when a weird like plot point that she won't drop and I don't know why because it never goes anywhere about diversifying his fields like not in like a like an old-timey rotate your crops kind of way but just in like a you could make more money kind of way and yeah it would have made more sense if she was talking about like you know like holistic farming or like yeah um, like by bi- like increasing biodiversity that kind of stuff yeah but like it would no. like or yeah or if it was the old-timey like your soil would be doing better if you did this but yeah she's like just keep why don't you keep doing it he's like no i only sell christmas trees and i can't sell christmas trees this year and i've refunded everybody because my christmas trees are dying but don't worry I'm have lots of money. I know. I don't understand why. Which is also always like a recurring problem yeah. in in the Hallmark things, Christmas yeah. movies. Like, let like, me just quit my job and everything you have will be a fine. Job? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or as my friend puts it, like you quit your job in the city and you decide to move back home with this man you've known for two weeks. And what if he like farts in, in or like eats dinner in his underwear? Like you don't know anything about him. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like, you still need to, like, pay rent and buy yep. groceries in a small town. Like, mm-hmm. yes, it's and cheaper than living in a big city. Buy but... all those coats and stuff that yeah, you're wearing. Yeah, so many coats. 
But also, like, they are insufficiently warm coats. Yes. Always. Always. <laughs> always. Yeah. Okay, so Danica McKellar plays a Christmas tree whisperer. Yeah, she's a arborist. She has a couple of different yeah. titles, but the IMDb just calls her an arborist. But Yeah, or she works at it. She's, like, it's and- very strange because they make a big deal of, like, showing her degrees and certificates. And she has an undergraduate degree and, like, a certificate in arbor like being an arborist and then like runs a department at a university mm-hmm. which like not that she's not qualified to run a department but people who run departments at universities usually have phds yes <laughs> yes um, yeah it was very strange mm-hmm. so she loves christmas trees or evergreens mm-hmm. really deciduous yes conifers yeah she loves conifers and that's her gist so she works yeah. with them all the time and she saves sick ones at christmas tree farms and I, yeah but she doesn't like them to get decorated like yeah. she just prefers them au naturel She's so quirky oh. oh so quirky yeah but that's because of her parents and her troublesome relationship with them of course oh of course yeah there is i guess that like yeah she comes from a fancy family mm-hmm. who always had like fancy christmas parties and she just wanted like a plain tree that looked like yeah. a tree. At one point her mom gets mad at her for like wearing a vest in her house, like in her hotel room. She's like, what are you wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a vest. Like she's actually wearing like proper clothes to go out and to look at trees at a tree farm. Yeah, she's like she's appropriately attired for yeah. her job. And then her mom's like, how dare you? It's very strange. You are insufficiently fancy. Yeah. Um. She's got a full face of makeup on. Yeah. Yeah, so she comes to this small town and they meet but they don't know who they are and then they meet for real of course ha, ha, ha. Hmm. and his trees are sick after they get cut they're going brown on the needles yeah. and like falling apart um very very quickly yes and so she sets in motion all of her science to figure out what's wrong with them and she can't Every test she runs, they go back to her university and they run a bunch of extra tests. And then they finally are like, we need to do a DNA analysis on your trees. And that will tell us, but it won't be until after Christmas. So what are you going to do? Everything is ruined. Yes. I know. They like, yeah, they're trying to solve a massive, maybe fungal infection or some kind of like tree disease in like a week before Christmas. Yeah. So first of all. Like, my biggest question is, why? Like, she didn't really ask that. Or maybe she did. We watched it a couple weeks ago, full disclosure. Yeah. But there's no reason as to why it's happening this year as opposed to the year before. Like, they don't really talk about it at all. Like, it could be whatever. Like, you know, diseases are a thing that happens all the time in all living organisms. So that's fine. Mm -hmm. But she does all of these tests and she just says nothing, nothing. It's not telling you anything. But the thing about being any kind of scientist, including an arborist, is you would have a baseline for what a healthy tree would look like in all of those tests. You would have, you would re- even be running a control in those tests to make yeah, sure yeah, yeah. that the machinery isn't giving you something crazy and it's calibrated correctly and all of this stuff. So you would have a baseline and then the test results would show that your tree samples would be off in this or that or whatever. I'm not a tree scientist, obviously, but I know enough that it would be like this element this mineral like there's something in here yeah like there's like the signs of a of a fungal infection or it's deficient in this mineral yeah like something's gonna be different whether or not that difference like means anything exactly yeah the job but it's like like she's not finding anything but yeah she's not comparing it to anything she's just Mm -hmm. like 
looking. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing as when you go for a blood test. Be like, your iron is high or low based on the level that it's supposed to be. It's the exact same thing. Like, their trees, whatever, is is high or low. And maybe it's this. And then you go down that path. If she's testing, like, soil samples and tree samples and not finding fungal things or bacteria, like, no, there's always fungus and bacteria and viruses (laughs) and, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, if, yeah. Yeah. Of course, it's the amount and the impact of it. A more realistic thing would be, like, I got the report of what is in the soil or what is we took from this bark sample or whatever. Now I have to look at it and see what's in here that's looks to me from my very trained Christmas tree whisperer eye like an outlier yeah. that then would be yeah. like oh why is there so much of this in here let's investigate that and also let's test a bunch more of your trees to see if it's also in that one also like they take she takes samples of the soil mm-hmm. and then she takes some like she looks at the roots but doesn't sample them we'll get into that later <laughs> and then she like picks some needles off yeah and that's the extent of her sampling of a tree like, like what about the whole rest of the yeah tree like she picks the dead needles <laughs> off too which i'm like <laughs> yeah like pick a variety yeah of needles yeah it was pretty pretty ridiculous also she just said that collecting soil samples at dawn is the best time to collect them in december mm-hmm. when the soil is frozen solid mm-hmm. yes totally the best time to collect soil samples also again like i've had this with other things but like dawn i'm like in december this is like 8 a.m yeah. is that still yeah. true is it best to get them at 8 a.m or is it best to get them at sunrise because that's very different or like when the soil is soft enough to stick a shovel yeah. into mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah so she runs a bunch of tests which i mean she talks like she doesn't really have a microscope she kind of like maybe mixes some stuff or like does she pipette she probably pipettes i think she pipettes at one point but i've also been watching a lot of csi where they've improved their pipetting so i might be Mm. confused there she actually has a lot of microscopes all she does is look at things through microscopes which isn't gonna tell you anything I know. Yeah, like, also, like, you can't just stick, like, a pine needle in a microscope. You gotta, like, Like, section it and prepare it so that you can see the inside of it. But, like, look, there's a pine needle. It was bigger. Yeah. It's a a real big pine needle. Yeah, it, uh, it's a little bit crazy. Um, Yeah, what else did I have? Okay, yeah, so speaking of the root ball, so they, they decide that it's, like, the trees are fine until they cut them down, and then, like, 48 hours later, they start like massively shedding all their needles. So instead of cutting a tree down, they just dig up the whole root ball and put it in her hotel room mm-hmm. at the inn so that she can Watch stare it. at the root ball all overnight. night. <laughs> and I'm like, but that's not a valid, like digging up a root ball stresses out a tree. So if it's like stress induced, like when you cut the tree, some sort of stress response causes something to happen. But like digging up the root ball also stresses it out. Also, like, what are you going to see with your bare eyes? This was the part that she didn't have any microscopes or anything. She was yeah. just like watching the roots mm-hmm. shrivel up because they're not in the soil. Yeah, they're just loose in the air. Yeah, like in the hotel room. Yeah, which I'm sure is <laughs> nice and toasty warm. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. 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 Good times. So, okay. The biggest thing yeah. is for me as a person watching it, as a scientist watching it, and also as a person of this podcast, is they never find out what it is. They do find yeah. a solution, which we'll talk about the issues there, but they mm. never be, they never say what it is, probably because they didn't know enough science. And it's yeah. incredibly frustrating to me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
I mean, well, they, so they found a cure that works, but they don't know why it works, and they mm-hmm. don't know what, yeah, which, like, I guess is a way to fix the problem. Yeah, but I'm like, but like is I think it, I guess the it's DNA... It's not fixing the problem, it's just, like, postponing yeah, the, DNA the that needles falling off. Yeah, the DNA that they're gonna find after Christmas is gonna give all the answers, and then they'll be able to solve it for next year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, so then she decides that she, it's... There's, like, something that she needs to, like, put into the water that people are putting their trees in. So she, like, does some mixing in, like, graduated cylinders, which are, like, the tall, skinny measuring cups, which are, like, not good for mixing. And then it's not that technical. Like, I think it was just, I don't even know what it was. Like, she didn't go to the pharmacy or anything to get anything. It was just, like, household stuff. Mm -hmm. But she's measuring it all sciencey. Like, she could have just used baking equipment and measured it. And then she somehow makes what kind of looks like a large cough drop. Yeah. But it comes out of like like a clay extruder, <laughs> like as as a solid. Like it's not liquid. It's just like yep. she op- she like has this tube that I think is just a like clay or like a um, fondant extruder, mm-hmm. and then a solid yeah like cough a drop, like, like a cough really lozenge. big tums yeah yeah just like thunks out and I'm like um okay <laughs> sure also like. They had like so I think because she wanted it to like slowly dissolve like mm-hmm. yeah that was like, the point a compounding pharmacy they had come up with the solution to keep the tree alive but it wasn't lasting long enough so right. that's why she needed to put it in a to put it in drop, a basically. cough drop yeah but like there's other solutions to that like get the tree person to, to put add stuff it in it multiple times uh-huh. a day like yep or like you can get like gel caps like you can get those from like a compounding pharmacy or I don't know like I've given used them to give vitamins to birds and monkeys before like yeah you just like they're like just two little gel caps and you like shove the stuff in and then you put the other end on it's very fun mm-hmm. um those dissolve slowly uh yeah it was very strange also yeah. like do they tell people how much water to mix with the yeah I know like, like that would change four liters of water 20 liters of water like i don't know it was it was such a strange solution that yeah and like the daily like the doing it a daily or twice a day or whatever like it's a christmas tree and it's like three days before christmas i think the people can handle that amount of responsibility also like you have to add water to your christmas tree like one to two times a day anyways so why not just be like like here's this like tree extender yeah or yeah, yeah like it's like the plant food that you get with roses exactly. like you can do that <laughs> like it's yeah. not hard yeah yeah uh-huh. i know and like you could have had like a cute little like dropper vial that you give to everybody yeah, yeah it would have been way cuter um <laughs> oh man yeah uh speaking of science equipment mm. so yeah she yeah she definitely has lots of random microscopes that are probably not really doing anything no nope. she really likes to use petri dishes for not petri dish things so petri dishes are like those round like very skinny like very shallow round things that you like would normally put like agar agar in and grow bacteria Mm -hmm. or they're good like you can draw a grid underneath them so you can like measure the size of something and like they have a lid but it's not like it's a really loose fitting lid like it doesn't oh yeah it never fits even click on it just very annoying rests on that's why lab tape exists yeah, exactly. And then you tape them closed um, if you really need to. But yeah, they're not storage containers. They're like places to put things while you either grow bacteria or yeah, like a petri dish, like mm-hmm. grow, grow a bacterial you, sample in like, there or like measure like a, it's like a little tray to put something under the under a dissecting microscope. First yeah. of all, like a, a, like a big, big microscope, big not microscope. a yeah. 
or like a, a low low resolution low zoom microscope mm-hmm. so when you're, that it yeah, doesn't like drip like, on your lights yeah you're like okay i've got this i don't even know like even tree bark like i've got this piece yeah i've of got tree this bark. sample of tree bark i'll put it yeah. in a petri dish there's no need for a wood on that one but i'll put it in yeah. a petri dish and then i will use the grid to be like okay there's four aphids i don't know if aphids are ever on trees but whatever there's yeah. four bugs in this quadrant and seven in this one and yeah or like use a microscope to be like oh look i am zooming in so i can see where to like take a sample of what might be a fungal infection mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's yeah. what petri dish is for not they're not just sciencey tupperware containers no. you know what scientists use for tupperware containers tupperware tupperware containers <laughs> yeah Oh, uh, good times. Yo. Oh, yeah. And um, at the beginning, she's got a notebook, just like open, just oh, full, yeah. of, full of random carbon ring drawings. Which yeah, is... for no reason. Like, she would have more like phylogenetic trees. So like the evolutionary diagrams of trees or maybe like uh, like a root root diagram. Yeah, or I don't like know a, what she would have as like, like a that. diagram of Probably a more like a to do list. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also yeah. that. Because... <laughs> Yeah, like, you don't you stop drying carbon rings after you finish organic chemistry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know. Do we have any other, like, ranty things to say before we ta- start talking about real science? I think so. She does put her hair up in a ponytail a couple of times, so that's a bonus. And like I said, she does yeah. wear appropriate clothing, so also a bonus. Yeah, no, it was, like, as a character, she was good. She just mm-hmm. had poorly written science. Yeah. yeah. Science consultant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like, in, I did like in this one, like, she doesn't live that far away from this small town. Like, she lives in, like, the university town mm-hmm. down the road. Which, yeah, so, like, like they, they go to it in the middle of the... Yeah. Yeah. So, like, her and the guy getting together, like, neither of them have to, like, totally give up their life or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, oh, okay, so you're not moving across the country. You can still, like, yeah, do, do your, your job. job at the university. He can still, Only I don't know, have one source of make income. money for, like, two weeks a year. Yep. 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 So, <laughs> yeah, like, I did like that. Like, it was a good, yeah, they, yeah. they had good chemistry. No, like and it was a good, like, logistical mm-hmm. fit for them to get together. Yeah, it was very cute. Yeah. I highly recommend if you're, you know, in the mood. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay, so we looked up what viruses evergreens actually get because obviously mm-hmm. they're living organisms. So there are some, there's this big mm-hmm. one, there's this big fungus one. There's lots of things that are killing mm-hmm. evergreen trees. Like here we have a big issue with pine beetles, which are like, they burrow into trees and eat them to death. There's lots of like a needle cast disease, uh, which I think is a fungal infection. Um, there's yeah there's lots of different kinds of fungus and yeah one of the big ones is yeah rhizosphera sphera sphera needle cast which causes like browning of the needles from the bottoms of the trees upwards mm-hmm. yeah so it's like pretty bad and <laughs> i did read one thing it like it grows quickly at like 25 degrees so it's like what 25 degrees celsius so like is it the cutting of the tree or is it the bringing of the tree inside <laughs> that yeah. it's causing <laughs> But, like, even still, like, in this, like, massive fungal infection, it's, like, a slow, mm-hmm. slow thing that happens. And it's, yeah, due to, like, like extreme rain. So, like, they get soggy and then they dry out. Like, that, like, extremes in temperature, extremes in rain. Anything sort of, like, causing a lot of stress, yeah, can be a problem. Yeah, I couldn't find anything really about the stress of being cut causing any issues. Like, he says something about, like, he throws off some words about 
cutting, like, that's what sounds like something that might happen to trees when they're cut. I don't even remember what it is now, but it sounded yeah. like a normal thing. But I'm like, that could be a thing. I have absolutely no idea. But also, if it was, I think we would have heard about it in real life because people are still cutting down trees and selling them as Christmas trees for uh, yeah. quite some time now. Yeah, I mean, like, once you cut a tree down, like, it's going to be exposed to stress. Like, also, yeah. most research about trees is done for, like, forestry not for the christmas tree industry Mm -hmm. so it's like well yeah we don't really care about the needles we care about the wood inside yeah yeah so yeah the fact that these trees start like dropping their needles after like two days with no signs before they're cut down of anything happening is very mm, problematic Mm -hmm. from a science perspective yes and also like the dna isn't going to show anything because they're i don't know about what he does for cuttings and splicings and stuff but they're going to be different dna yeah well it's like (laughs) Was she testing the tree DNA or yeah. the fungus DNA? Exactly. Who or knows? She's soil DNA. The like DNA. how much DNA is in the soil? Like lots, because there's lots of things. Lots, because there. there's bacteria and funguses and maybe a worm. worms and yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so it could be anything. Um, very crazy. But I guess we should just talk in general about like evergreen trees and conifers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like when we did our Science of Santa Claus book um, episodes and all of our other Christmas episodes, we haven't actually talked about Christmas trees. So do you want to talk mm. about conifers? Sure. So it's kind of like a broad thing. So there's, as you probably remember, if you know about trees, there's evergreen trees, which keep their leaves green all year round, and there's deciduous trees, which lose their leaves in the fall or winter. There's Lots of different kinds of evergreens, but for the most part, in the case of Christmas trees, we're talking about conifers, and we're specifically talking about trees in the pine family. So the pine family includes cedars, firs, pines, hemlocks, spruce, all that kind of stuff. They are the largest group of conifers, so they make cones, like pine cones, (laughs) Um, and they have needle-like leaves. They are important for all kinds of things, including Christmas trees, but also lumber for building things. And yeah, they do have a lot of defenses against all the stresses of being in a complex forest ecosystem. So like the big threats naturally against them would be like herbivores, so like animals that eat them, and then pathogens like viruses and funguses. They have lots of defenses, including the like resin or sap, or resin and sap that come out of them. So like that sort of piney smell is a defense against lots of things, primarily uh, primarily uh, like beetles, insects, that kind of stuff. So like bugs get stuck in the sap. Some things are like repulsed by the smell, um, the sort of natural anti-fungal properties and stuff of those resin things um, are important as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. those are trees. And then I guess kind of relevant to this, but also just like in general, like the structure of a tree, which they don't mm-hmm. really talk about in this, but no, like why would they? huge, huge chunks of a tree are not really alive anymore. So if you think about a tree... It's kind of like it's got all the rings of a tree, right? So from the outside, there's bark, which isn't alive anymore. And then just inside the bark is... So like there's the outer bark, which is like not really alive. And then inside the bark is like the new bark, which is uh, like phloem, which is like a certain kind of tissue. And then 
next to that is uh, a layer called cambium. And so it's the cambium that's like the growth layer. So like if you if you have like green wood and you sort of like peel off some of the bark and you see like a thin, like pale green layer, mm-hmm. that's the cambium. Mm-hmm. So the tissue just outside the cambium, that green layer is the phloem and it transports the new materials from the crown down to the roots. So like the sugar is created by photosynthesis. And then just inside the cambium is the xylem, mm-hmm. which is what um, transports things up from the right. roots to the trees. So like water and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That um, was backwards. And then always, always, backwards. I know always backwards. Uh, <laughs> it's like first year biology. And then, so as the, as the phloem gets older, it turns into the bark. And as the cambium gets older, it turns into like the heartwood or like the, the wood that you like in a tree, like the mm-hmm. inner wood, which is dead. And it's this growth as these like layers get bigger and bigger mm-hmm. that make the rings in a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that is handy to know. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you can also like you can sample a lot from a tree. Like you can take a core sample, like you take a little like, I don't know, like a little core thing, yeah. like an apple core, but exactly. way smaller. And you like, yeah. drill it into a tree and you can pull a whole section out of a tree. If it's a big enough tree, it doesn't really hurt it. Um, and then you can see all the different layers. You can like. Yeah. Using your microscope. If it's, if it's rotting from the inside, like dry rot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see all kinds of stuff. You can see. The other thing like that would be helpful to look at is like, is the bark fully covering the tree? Is the bark, because the bark is really like the defense mm-hmm. mechanism, like the outer mm-hmm. shell. Yeah, like Protecting skin. the live parts. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, checking for like damage to the bark before the trees are get cut down. Because like we said, the two days between when the tree is cut yeah. and... That's not enough time. Yeah, that that's not enough time. Yeah, yeah for a massive fungal infection to take root. I just keep <laughs> going back to like how... Like she only sampled like three trees and how is it in all of the trees? Like what is the problem? Because I will never know. And if it's in all of the trees, then it must be traveling through the soil. So why is it happening after they're cut? And why are they fine when they're still in the ground? I know. I'm so frustrated. Such a a convoluted way to write a story. Like they could have just had a simpler problem. I know. Like she solves the problem at the very beginning. Like in as our introduction to her, yeah, which yeah, they yeah. Don't talk about what that is, but she's like, oh yeah, it's just blah blah blah. And I know that one's fine. Like I know she needs to like stay in town for a long time, and but yeah, that could yeah, be... they needed a reason for her to stay in town. But there could have been a snowstorm, like any other good Hallmark movie. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> she should have called in her soilologist friend. Really. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit about the history of Christmas? Yes, trees? I'm gonna try and let this go. Maybe. <laughs> So if you know things about Christmas history, then you might know some of this already. So a lot of stuff has been brought over from North America, traditional West. So Christmas trees have been brought, were brought over from Germany. But before that, even in the olden times, people brought evergreen boughs into their houses around winter solstice to celebrate whatchamacallit that I can never pronounce. Saturnalia. Saturnalia? (laughs) Yep. Saturnalia because it reminded them basically that things are still alive and it will get better. And that's exactly how I feel on Solstice as well. Coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. So they they knew that soon spring would be coming and the orchards and the farms would be fruitful. And to bring that, they decorated their homes and their temples. This one is in Rome, but all over the place uh, with evergreen boughs. The Druids also decorated their temples with evergreen boughs as a symbol of everlasting life. 
again, because evergreens all year. And so Germany is credited with starting the Christmas tree tradition as we know it now in the 16th century when they brought the decorated trees into their home. Some built Christmas pyramids of wood and decorated them with evergreens and candles. Ooh, oh my God. Christmas pyramid. And fires. Love it. I mean, it, they were having fires inside all the time anyway. That's so. true. I know. And it is widely held that Martin Luther, the Protestant reformer, was the first person to add lighted candles to a tree. I have no Ooh. idea if this is true. It's Well, this is a History Channel website, but still. Yeah, that's probably true. Or he's yeah. he's the first person who did it and like talked to other people about it. Yeah, be like, hey, check out this cool idea. So the first one in America was recorded by German settlers in Pennsylvania in the 1830s, Ooh. although they had been a tradition in German homes in America for much longer than that. Mm-hmm. But... As late as the 1840s, they were seen uh, as pagan symbols and not accepted by most Americans. Oh. Those Americans could see us now. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, so that's kind of the big thing. There's, like, lots of stuff on this page about Queen Victoria, because she, Mm -hmm. of course, had a German prince who she loved. Lots. Yes. Um, And, yeah, Christmas ornaments arrived in 1890 in Germany when trees started becoming more popular. Europeans use small trees that are like four feet tall, and Americans were like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a 10 foot tree, please. And yeah. Yeah. Well, also, like, the trees here were bigger. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. And again, I think, like, the the species of tree is very, like, regional specific, too. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember I had, we did one Christmas in New Zealand. So in New Zealand, it's late spring, basically, for yeah. Christmas. And. Uh, so we had this tree and it has all this had all this new growth. So you're like trying to put an ornament on a tree and it's just like so floppy at the end. So like the bright that like the pale green like mm-hmm. new growth on a tree. It was really yep. funny. It's very similar to when we tried to make pumpkin pie in October in Australia. Indeed. And it's like, there's like no squashes. Because <laughs> it's the middle of summer. Spring. Yeah. 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 Also the, the turkey we got. This was back when I ate meat because I was a kid. And uh that yeah, the turkey we got was like this super skinny turkey because it's oh, like yeah, not being yeah. fattened up for winter. It's like just you know running around and like doing yeah. all its summer doing stuff, summer yeah. activities. Yeah, good yeah. times. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But yeah, I like I really like the idea of bringing of like acknowledging the fact that things are still living in the dead of winter. Yeah, and, like and it's like it's in. too cold to go outside, so let's bring the nature inside. Yeah, bring them in and add lights because it's dark outside. Yeah. So dark. Yeah. But yeah, don't don't put candles in your Christmas tree. They have no. LED lights now. They are much yeah. less likely to catch on fire. Yes. <laughs> fire bad, tree pretty. Quote. Indeed. Uh, certain vampire slayer. <laughs> anyway. Oh, the, best. the best. Yeah, I think I think that probably brings us to the end. If you have questions about the science in other Hallmark movies, please let us know because yes, we would love to do more we would. crappy romance movies on the podcast. Um, any excuse, really. <laughs> so fun. Yeah, you can reach out to us on social media. We are at Nature Finds a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on wherever you like to subscribe to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of holidays and cold, dark winters, we... Mm are taking a break. Indeed. it's the holidays and, and the cold, dark winter and also both of our birthdays. There's a lot going Indeed. on here. Yeah, in there's the many birthdays, many, many family things. I'm out of town. Lindsay's out of town. It's just yeah. going to be a lot. 
So we don't know when we're back and we don't know what we're doing because we haven't talked yeah. about it yet because it's Christmas. I, we're busy. <laughs> we're going to make a plan in January. Yes. Uh, maybe before then. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So we will let you know. Again, keep an eye yeah. out on our social media. We'll let you know when we're back. Of course, subscribe and you'll be the first to know when a new episode comes out. And if you're yeah. sad or not sad and need something to entertain yourself, check out our back catalog. We've got like 84 episodes or oh something right now. Uh, so full many. of science yeah. and some rants, some less rants. <laughs> Indeed. Also, if you have like any pop culture properties that we haven't covered yet that mm-hmm. you're like, why haven't they done it? Please yeah. reach out to us. We are always looking for suggestions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always happy to like answer questions too. Like if you're like, I watched this movie and I had these questions, mm-hmm. please send us to us. We will, yeah. uh, we will mention you in the episode and answer your questions in yeah. probably more detail than you need to know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, as I said before, we do have two science of Santa Claus episodes where we talk mm. about the different kinds of science behind the different representations of Santa Claus in a couple of movies, as well as some reindeer and elves. Oh yeah. And we also talk about the Christmas Chronicles one and two and the oh, Muppets family so Christmas, which has no the nature best. or science in it, but it's the best movie ever. It's so the best movie of all time. Yeah. So those are there. Really, if you should you're just watch that for, movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for Christmas podcasts after you've finished watching Muppets Christmas Carol, <laughs> we talk a lot about, <laughs> How pigs and frogs were able to reproduce. Yes. <laughs> in case you wanted that like image. ethics of eating vegetables that talk. <laughs> Man. Anyways, that probably brings us to the end of this episode. Have a great Happy holiday New- season. And stay yes. safe. Stay safe. Happy New Year. Happy Christmas. Happy Saturnalia. And Saturnalia. Winter solstice. Happy winter or summer, depending on yep, which hemisphere you, are. you found yourself in. Mm-hmm. And, and in the meantime, stay, stay science, science friends. friends.